the coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Welcome back. Hello. Your dreams were your ticket. I'm glad you're here. Welcome back. Stick around. I know some of you may be saying, why, is that, why do you do uh, welcome back? Well, because some of you uh, may be just waking up, and so it's welcome back from your long nap, uh, your long nighttime nap. Others of you may have been with us for the hour number one, and uh, you took a little coffee break while the news is on, and uh, now we welcome you back to the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 8, 10, 10 minutes after the hour, 64 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 59 at the Highlands, 53 in Elm Grove, 57. Did you tell me change or not change? I know you told me something. And We are up to 59, Howard. 59. Hold on. Let me make it. 59 degrees here. The Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It's uh, going to be a partly sunny day. We'll be into the 80s today. Showers and thunderstorms uh, Friday afternoon into Saturday morning. That's has some impact on Ogilvy. Fest, but it really it's not going to be, I don't think it'll be that bad. Daytime high around 67 tomorrow, 55, going into the 50s on Saturday, low 50s uh, by Sunday. Uh, coming up, we just spent a good bit of the last hour talking about the American dream. What is the American dream? If you have thoughts on that, how do you define the American dream? Is it climbing the ladder of success? Is it getting a bigger paycheck every week? Uh, is it keeping up with the Joneses? Um, or is it just being happy where you are, wherever you are? Now, I understand, before I get texts, I understand that not everyone can be content. I do understand there's trouble in society. I do understand the cost of childcare is high. I do understand there are plenty of people in West Virginia in particular uh, who don't have enough food to eat. I understand all of that. But it, my point is when you reach your basic needs, you got a comfortable shelter, you got good food. You have food. You have family. You have friends. You have things to do in life that you enjoy. What else do we say, Bob? Well, I think you hit it on the head just, just a few seconds ago. If you have a job that you really look forward to doing, where you don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, man, I'm thinking about calling off, uh, th that is so important. And it's it's kind of rare, don't you think, Howard? I mean, I think everybody would want that, but it's it's just not that easy to achieve. Well, no. And I, listen, I, the reality is that most people don't necessarily have a job that they that they just all oh, love to go to. Yeah, I, I'm here well past retirement age, and there's only one reason. You love it. I, I enjoy what I'm doing. I mean, listen, I could be home right now sitting on the glider and soaking in some sun or going to McDonald's or having breakfast. You know, um, I enjoy what I do. Where will I be Friday night and Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon, Howard? Well, you wouldn't be. Well, you might be at the games. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, that's. I'm going to be right here. Yeah, but you're going to be here broadcasting the games. Yeah, I, I, um, I one of my closest friends, actually my only other friend other than you, um, couldn't wait to retire and counted the retirement days down. You know, it's not like he hated his job, but he didn't. It, like he counted the days down. You know, oh, 68 more days left, 65. And uh, and I was, I don't understand that, because I, you know, I'm well past the time I could have easily said no. Yeah, but I had some jobs I'd have been skipping out of there, Howard. Well, and I and and I get that. And then as he would say to me, he goes, Howard, the difference is you really, really enjoy what you do every morning, which is true. So that falls in, again, to me, 
the American dream is being content. Now, if you have to scramble for your basic needs, then you still are falling short of the American dream, and I understand that. But if you have your basic needs, food, shelter, family, friends, uh, things you enjoy doing and so on, uh, that, that to me it is the American dream. And dry, you know, running higher and higher every day, uh, trying to go up that ladder of success just to me uh, doesn't do it. You know, there's one guy who defines himself by his money. Well, there are many guys who define themselves by their money. But I'm thinking here of the uh, former president of the United States of America and now federally indicted uh, criminal uh, Donald Trump who has always, Bob, defined himself by how much money he has to the point that, and we're learning this now during the trial in New York City, he, he inflated how much he was worth because he had to be worth, even though he was worth billions, he had to be worth more in order to show off to his friends in New York. You know, he had, he had to have more, had to have more, had to have more. And again, you're going to say, geez, Bob, why are you, why are you going there? But the oh, first boy. thing I think of is, uh, was Jim Justice ever a billionaire? You know, one of these days, you're going to have to prove that to me. Now, Forbes calculated he was a billionaire, but he's no they, longer. They one. calculated that the, 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 well, Donald uh, was the a Trump, well, too. That's, that's true, but, but they no longer did. He's now off the Forbes 400 list. Um, he's still a billionaire. I want to point that out, by the way. Forbes says the net worth of Donald Trump now $2.6 billion but he was a couple of billion more than that uh, in recent years. And, of course, once upon a time, I think he claimed, and don't quote me on this, I'm not, I'm not in the court, I'm not testifying at that trial. One time I think he claimed he had $10 billion and so on. My point is, when you, have, when you are, let's just talk about wealth, but it's true in many different things. When you have wealth, why do you have to make it sound like you have more wealth? Well, it's easy, Howard. It's part of being greedy. It's it's all part of you want it all. You, you know, you, you have plenty. Look behind you. You have so much. It's going to be there forever. But yet they want yours. They want mine. They want everybody's. Well, I, 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 I cannot disagree with that in any way. That's uh, it's absolutely true. So the American dream, how do you define it? If you want to uh, send me a text or call us, you can do that. Frio Stack auction service lines are open. Text line 304-214-1600. The phone line 304-232-8255. Uh, off the text line, uh, freedom is the American dream. I, I think that I, I would put that in there. You know, freedom, freedom is the American part of the part of the American dream. Howard, uh, I was certainly wouldn't name names, but there, were, there was a family in the neighborhood it was close to, and they had they had a son, and uh, the father especially taught the son everything backwards what we just talked about. He talked about how you have to take advantage of people that there's always someone there that'll be the sucker, and that's how you get through life. You go through life that way is uh, you know power and getting it getting all you can and, get, and, and, and getting on over to, on somebody getting else. over on everybody because they're going to try to get over on you and and when you don't do that when you live a different kind of life you confuse people i think of my good friend the late tom stobert who had the paradox bookstore in downtown wheeling you knew tom i did i was a big customer there tom had a philosophy from the day he bought the bookstore i was there the day he bought it when it was still up on 10th street actually 11th street i guess 11th street the old veterans exchange when he bought it his philosophy was, I buy books for, I think originally it was for a nickel, and he sold them for a quarter. Eventually, I buy books for a quarter, and I sell them for a dollar. And there was one particular guy who used to come in and, and, and buy books, and he would buy a whole bunch of books, but he, there'd be one book he'd hide in there almost. 
and he would pay dollars for them. And then when he, after the transaction done, he'd go, ha, 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 this book, this book is worth $50. I'm going to be able to turn around and sell it for $50. And my friend Tom would go, I buy books for a quarter. I sell books for a dollar. That's what I'd, if, what you do with it afterwards, really, I don't care about. I don't, I'm not here to decide, oh my God, I can get the most money possible from the book. Buy them for a quarter, sell them for a dollar. That, and that was a philosophy that he was not, by any stretch of the imagination, the richest man in the world. Far from it. But he was content. That's the word of today, Howard. He was content. He was content. He was absolutely content. Hey, did you get scared yesterday when the alarm went off? I heard it, but no, it uh, did not scare me, Howard. It caught me by surprise, even though I knew it was coming. First of all, it was the the EIS alert I'm talking about, where it went uh, not just over the radio, but also over the uh, uh, your telephones. The national EAS test, first one in a couple of years, if I remember correctly. Um, it, it it came over the phones a couple of minutes earlier. It was supposed to be 2:20, I think it was like 2:18, and it was like just five seconds. Eh. And then it stopped. Oh, what the heck's that all about? In fact, I was not listening to the radio at the time, so I tuned into the radio. Butch Maxwell was on. Butch Maxwell's complete waste of time here on the Watchdog Radio Network. And Butch and Lola uh, both commented, well, that was kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a lot longer than that. And then a, a couple of minutes later, at 2.20, over the radio station, came the actual real test where they said, this is a test of the National Emergency Broadcast System, and, and the alarm, alarm went off and so on. But I, I, uh, I suspect some people may have still got Even though I knew it was coming, and I, it still made me go, oh, for one quick second. So the EA, But the EAS test, according to the uh, uh, FEMA, who ran it actually, uh, it was extremely successful. I know why we do it. I know why we have and th- And actually, I, should, I, I was going to make a joke about if 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 the EAS goes off, you know, for the nuclear emergency, I don't know what you think we're doing, but I know I'm leaving the radio station. You know, we're I, I, I don't know if we're supposed to stay here and man our posts or not, but nope, not me. What Teddy Kornheiser say, Howard? Well, I'm, yeah, on the 9/11, yeah, uh, I remember that dramatically well. We carried the Tony Kornheiser show. He said, uh, you know, there apparently is are planes incoming. They've asked us to leave the building, and I believe I shall. And that was it, just dead air. It was like no, no plan. And I believe I shall. Boom, and off, and uh, and off he went. So, um, anyways, the it, it was extremely successful. And I was going to make a joke about it because the EAS was first created actually to let us know about nuclear attack during the Cold War. Hopefully, we don't have to worry too much about that anymore. These days, it's more often used for weather warnings, tornado warnings, and those kind of things. And in some cases. You know, really important. Let me see here uh, before I take a break, and then we'll talk about the deer kill at Ogilvy. 8-20-20 after the hour, by the way, here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Frio Stack Auction Service text line on the American Dream. That's a good one. It's Actually, it's a pretty good point, Bob. The American Dream is defined by good health. Um, I, partly, I think that I, that's true. If you do not have your health, the American Dream is harder to appreciate. It's hard to be content when you're in pain or when you can't breathe or when you, you know, whatever. So that's a, that's a good point. That's a little addition to the things I was saying. Good health is a, is actually a pretty good point. 
Uh, Frio Stack auction service text line. <laughs> well, it's a segue into our next segment. My American Dream, Howard. Shooting one of those big bucks at Ogilvy. We're going to talk about the deer kill at Ogilvy. That's coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show, where it's 821. On the last talk line on Metro News, Congressman and U.S. Senate candidate Alex Munyanwahi voted against a continuing resolution to keep the government open. The bills I voted for are 12 months of full-year funding. We have to kick the can down the road, ga- road game of continuing resolutions and surrendering the power of the purse. So that's why I voted that way. I wanted to continue to work on the appropriations bills one at a time, single spending bills, do our job, and I still want to do that today. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia Talk Line weekdays at 10.06 on this Metro News Station. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. The NFL is in full swing. College football is underway. High school rivalries are back. And the boys of summer are still swinging their bats. It is a great time of the year to be talking sports. And we are giving you one more way to do it. The good old boys on sports with Baron Bob. Join Baron Bob Saturday mornings at 8 for sports coverage, conversation, and your calls. The good old boys on sports with Baron Bob, now part of the All Sports Saturday mornings, only on The Watchdog. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. It was Della and a dealer and a dog named Jake and a cat named Kalamazoo. Left the city in a pickup truck, gonna make some dreams come true. It rolled out west with the wild sunsets in the coyote base of the moon. Della and the dealer and a dog named Jake and a cat named Kalamazoo. 824 Watchdog Morning Show underway. It is a Thoys Day. You can join us on the Frio Stack Auction Service text line 304-214-1600. I guess this person's, I guess, trying to be snarky. Maybe, Maybe I'm reading it wrong. Howard, what makes the test yesterday, the EAS test, what makes it extremely successful? Just because it worked? Well, yes. Actually, the answer is yes. I wouldn't expect y'all to understand this, but because it is an integral part of what the radio stations have to do, it is not a simple thing. The complications of getting the alert out, getting it to the the relaying radio station, it doesn't come directly to us, for example, it goes to other radio stations, they relay it to us. Every radio station, every television station, every cable network, every cable system, and now uh, the phones and the internet 
all have to be connected together, same time. The signal has to go out and hit everything exactly at the same time. And, um, yeah, the fact that it, that it worked makes it pretty successful. Uh, a couple of years ago, we have not had a test for a couple of years, but a couple of years ago, it didn't work so well. Okay, this is minor. Every recording device that was set yesterday for anything that might be important for that person who set that uh, recording device was ruined. Well, you had plenty of time to know that it was coming down at 220, so. Okay. I mean, I, I mean there was, there was, it wasn't, a, and, and, and let, me, let me repeat, EAS tests, it's why you will notice for sometimes we'll be talking and the EAS is going over us, we don't know, because the EAS tests are required to go straight to our transmitter, not through our control rooms. We don't even know. Sometimes we don't even know. If, it's a, if, it, if an alert goes out, it, it just goes right out over the – and that's, and it's, that's required by law. That way you can't have – well, a talk show host likes to hear themselves talk so much that they say we just won't bother with the, with the test. So uh, I hear you. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. But for A, there was warning, and B, that's – for better or ill, that's the point of the system is, to, is, is it needs to be – there and I think it's I think it's good, but uh, you know if if you're talking about some something that happened in Oklahoma City and you're alerting me, I, to me it's not as good as if it's if it's Columbus. Okay, I need to know that's two hours away. Well, but again, for for back to this caller's question, it's it's not as the reality is each radio station has to set it. Well, radio, television, cable, whatever, we have to set our system. For what alerts do we want to get? We shouldn't get an Oklahoma City. We shouldn't even get a Columbus. If our system is set correctly, uh, it, you know, we, we, and, and what alerts do we get? You know, we get severe, we can get everything from high wind alerts to fog alerts. We get uh, severe thunderstorm watches and warnings, flood alerts and warnings. I was wrong, Howard. It's that amber alert that's coast oh, the to amber coast. alert. Okay, amber yeah. alert. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think that is the only one that's coast to coast. Okay, right? and you... that is that does get a little. I gotta be careful because I understand how important they are. I much. I would. I okay. Then I'm. I'm more supportive of you. I think that that gets to be a problem sometimes. Yes, I. I would agree with you. Uh, 8.27 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, yeah, that was uh, what makes the test successful. Uh, was there something else I missed here? Uh, 304-214-1600. <laughs> uh, after they shoot all the deer at Ogilby, could they then shoot all the geese? Because they make an unhealthy mess. That guy or gal knows exactly. What they're talking about there, Howard. Well, and in fact, there is a similarity here. A big similarity. The, the reality is, and you remember there was a huge controversy a few years ago at Wheeling Park in particular, and yes, the geese are back, and yes, I quack at them every time I see them. And honestly, I do believe they quack back at me. But anyway, um, Wheeling Park said, don't, no, don't feed them. They took away the feeders. You know, they used to have ways you get, you know, I don't know what, peanuts or whatever. They, they used to have things you could buy or pull out of the, you know. Get, they took those things away. Big size, don't feed the geese. It, it was a problem. It was absolutely a problem. Um, now the geese are back, although I think they only, I think you only see them around this time of year. They're really stopping on migrating paths, I think. Uh, but but, the, but this, this call, texter is right. The, 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 it is the exact same problem. And frankly, it is the problem and now I'm running so far behind, I think I'll take a break before we get into this in, in depth. This is the problem up at Ogilvy. 
now the, the deer herd is so large, they say it's five times what it should be per square foot. And the folks who are opposing this deer kill say, well, Ogilvy has encouraged it because they let people feed the deer. Well, they tell people not to feed the deer, but there's no question. Just as once upon a time the issue at, o at Wheeling Park was the geese, uh, now the issue uh, with, with Ogilvy and the deer is that people feed the deer to the point they become so tame that there's, they just start, just hang around and, and breed. So, uh, yeah, this texture is right. He does make a good point. Um, they, do make, they do make an unhealthy mess, and th there is a great similarity there between the, the only issue is the geese are no, not a problem anymore. Um, so there you go. All right, it is uh, almost uh, 8.30 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're going to get into this a little bit more coming up in the next uh, segment. I planned to do it already, but we didn't, so uh, we'll get into this in the next segment because uh, there is a lawsuit that's now been filed to stop that deer hunt. Um, but Wheeling Park Commission says, no, we're going on with it. We'll talk about all of that coming up. And just had a call, Howard. Maybe the deer is protected by the state and the geese is federally protected. It might, you might have to look at something different there, but uh, that's according to a caller. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that's the case, though, but it could be. I don't know. Uh, 8.30 Watchdog Morning Show. is uh, Taylor, I'm calling on her a little bit early because I'm usually late. She's probably expecting me to call on her late. Is she ready? Are you, you ready, Taylor? Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 5th. 14 people from Ohio County are asking for a writ of prohibition, a writ of mandamus, and a temporary injunction. And that's not just for the hunt from November 6th through the 8th. They're suing to stop a planned deer hunt at Ogilvy Park, arguing that the deer are tame and have grown to trust humans. They're also asking for a ban on hand feeding and taming of deer in the park. Officials say the deer population is five times the regional average, but the plaintiffs say that's based on an inaccurate survey. A hearing is set for next Friday in Ohio County Circuit Court. Seven News reached out to Ogilvy for a statement regarding the lawsuit, but has yet to hear back at this time. And across the mountain state, more evidence is surfacing about the poor conditions at prisons and jails in West Virginia, especially the southern regional in Raleigh County. The jail is the subject of a massive federal class action suit filed on behalf of the inmates alleging chronic understaffing, inmate crowding and several deaths in recent years. Lawyers in the case have already conducted depositions on several current and former corrections leaders. The group also says there needs to be more mental health professionals at Southern Regional and all other jails and prisons in the state. In the past, Governor Justice and legislative leaders have said the corrections issues and problems would be addressed. And voting for the People's Choice Award in the 12th annual Dancing with the Ohio Valley Stars is now open. You can vote as many times as you want starting now. Votes are a dollar each. The couple with the most votes by the end of the performances on November 4th will receive the People's Choice Award. All funds raised not only support your favorite dancers, but they also support Augusta Levy's mission of providing services for children with autism. To vote now, you can go to AugustaLevy.org and cast as many votes as you would like. WTRF is a proud media sponsor of the event. 7 News anchor Bailey Martin will be participating. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Some very intriguing football matchups this weekend in the Big 12. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. Hello, and welcome to The Kroger Show. At Kroger, 
everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home, giving you more time to enjoy your tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. An open weekend for the Mountaineer football team means that your stress level will stay down this weekend. And all you have to do is watch the other guys play in the Big 12 Conference as the conference race continues to shape up. Going to be some interesting games this weekend. And actually, the action will begin on Friday night. Kansas State on the road to take on Oklahoma State. Is this the game that Mike Gundy's team finally snaps from a season-long slumber? They are very uncustomarily 2-2 two and two on the season, 0-1 oh in Big 12 play. They host a Kansas State team that's 3-1 and one overall, 1-0 one oh in league play, and K-State favored by 12 points. And then, of course, on Saturday, it is the Red River Showdown. This one will gain all of the national attention as Oklahoma at 5-0, and 2-0 oh, oh in the league, takes on Texas 5-0 and 2-0 oh, and and oh in the league for the very last time as members of of the Big 12 Conference, Longhorns favored by just over a touchdown. Meanwhile, other activity, and this is an interesting game. UCF had that horrific loss. They blew the big lead to Baylor last Saturday. Now they go on the road to play 4-1 and Kansas. What's going to happen to the Baylor Bears? They had that great win over UCF. Can they keep it going now? They host Texas Tech, both teams enter 2-3 and three and 1-1 one and one in league play. And lastly, Saturday night special, TCU tries to bounce back from its West Virginia loss. They're in Ames to take on the Cyclones, Iowa State 2-3 and three overall and 1-1 one and one in Big 12 play. Going to be an interesting weekend in the league. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Since 1987, Liberty Distributors has been one of the state's leading suppliers of quality commercial print paper, janitorial supplies, custom packaging, and shipping materials. Liberty has made customer focus and care the first rule of business. We also focus on being environmentally conscious by offering a complete and certified line of green products. Visit LibertyDistributors.com for a full view of our product catalog now with our 20,000 products, training videos, and more. Liberty Distributors, serving the entire Ohio Valley for 30 years. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Halfway down, just to getting started. He 
It's 8.37.23 to the hour here. We are the Watchdog Morning Show for a Thursday morning. Hang next Thursday, Bob. It's the uh, manager and the mayor once again, uh, Moundsville's uh, city manager, Rick Healy, and Mayor uh, uh, Sarah Woodshaw. We're going to be here in the studio with us. I told them that we might do this from time to time. They're coming back next week to talk about some of the issues pending in uh, in the mound town and uh, probably throughout Marshall County as well. The uh, transit levy public hearing was held recently. We had Rick on to talk about that, but we'll follow up on that next week. Um, uh, Rick wants to have a, uh, a town hall meeting in Moundsville on crime issues, so we'll talk about why he feels that's a need. So Rick Healy and Sarah Woodshaw, the manager and the mayor, together here in the studio. Well, remind me that uh, morning, Howard, that I have a clean T-shirt on. I'm not so much worried about Rick, but, you know, I want to look nice for the mayor. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. 63 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 61 at the Highlands, 56 in Elm Grove, and I... My member, I know you told me. What are we looking at here? We are up to 60 degrees, Howard. 60 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Partly sunny into the 80s today. Some showers and maybe thunderstorms tomorrow and perhaps on Saturday as well. But it'll be pleasant. 67 tomorrow, 55 on Saturday. Into the low 50s come Sunday. Ogilvy Fest weekend is underway. And will there be a boycott? of Ogilvy Fest because of the deer kill. There are people on social media encouraging that. You should boycott. They don't like the deer kill concept. Uh, thinning the herd doesn't make any sense to them. And so uh, in order to protest, just don't go to Ogilvy Fest. Don't go to Ogilvy Fest. Now, Ogilvy Fest vendors in a story in the Intel yesterday said, please, you're not hurting Ogilvy. You're hurting us. Ogilvy Fest is a bunch of small vendors who get there and they sell their wares. Local artists and craftsmen and so on. Not, not, not attending Ogilvy Fest doesn't do anything to hurt Ogilvy. It only hurts the small business people who are up there. And I, they're absolutely right. So that's an extremely misguided uh, suggestion. But uh, the Wheeling Park Commission has said that they have listened. They have heard. Remember I told you a couple weeks ago they said they were going to listen. They were going to monitor was their phrase. They were going to monitor. Uh, the reaction to this proposed uh, deer kill, uh, and they have listened to all of the feedback, and they said uh, that they still are going to continue with their uh, deer kill in uh, early November. Howard, you, you're a Nom Grove guy. Uh, what would you think if your son or grandson played football through a Bridge Street, and every day he, had to, he came home and he had goose crap all over him because <laughs> practice or games – uh, their field uh, on occasion is polluted with that stuff because of the geese problem. I could fix the geese problem there in, I don't know, five minutes. It's very simple. I walk up there and I shoot a few of them. And when they get in flight, I sh try to shoot a couple more. Geese have a very good memory, Howard. They won't come back. They just lost a couple of their buddies. They're not coming back. And what did they become? They became a nuisance. They became a health concern you're always going to have people that want to save them you can't you got to get rid of them and that's what Ogaby is faced with it, it, it's a fairly standard i mean look i you know i'm not a hunter and i'm not an anti-deer guy or I, I don't know what you know but it, it's a it's a it's a standard practice uh when the the deer herd gets too large in a certain area you have to thin the herd. It happens in, in, in communities from all coast over the to place. coast, coast all, to coast. All over the place. Sometimes you have to do some things that you're really not crazy about doing, but but you're, you're left with no choice. 
Now, a group of Wheeling residents have filed a lawsuit. You heard Taylor talking about this to stop the uh, deer call. Um, this lawsuit is about a beloved local municipal park resorting to a public hunt of a tame deer herd when the park executives have no scientific basis for the perceived overpopulation of deer. Well, let me stop right there, and then I'll pick up again. I don't know where the, what do you say, perceived overpopulation or no scientific basis. To, to the best of my knowledge, the DNR would be the people that you would ask what's right, and the DNR says, no, you, you're just well, way overpopulated. Yeah, but again, we're talking with desperate people here, Howard, and, and I try to, to, to look at their point of view, and, and this is what I came up with. Again, I wonder if I had a different point of view, and my only thought was this. Uh, we became acquainted with those deer through my sons or my grandsons. We even have a, a name, a pet name for a couple of them, Howard. They come over to our car, and we visit two or three days a week. I could see where they don't want somebody to come up there and kill that deer. I understand, but... It, it, it has to happen, right? So I, I mean, what, what's the other what's the other brilliant idea? I don't just know. let it go. I don't know what the what the argument here is. I mean, I, I read I didn't read the lawsuit. I read the news articles about the lawsuit. Uh, but I, I'm really not exactly sure what the claim is. They claim that Ogilvy should have been more aggressive in not allowing the hand feeding of deer. Okay, I mean, I, I get that. Um, I've often thought that. We talked about this a couple of days ago. There are signs up there that say don't feed the deer. But, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. But people do feed the deer on a regular basis. I said I thought there was a a, a camper party going on a couple couple of days ago, or maybe last week. Nancy and I made one of our re- frequent drive through, and there were four or five campers all, almost in a circle at that uh, area up by the observatory, and they all were out with bags of food feeding the deer. Now, I won't argue that they shouldn't be doing that, and I won't argue that maybe the park should be more aggressive in saying no. I mean, they put up signs, and, and you know, I, I don't necessarily want them going by and stopping every car, but when there's clearly a, a large number of people feeding something, I don't know, somebody could come by, the ranger comes by, Gene could come by and say, uh, you know, Hey guys, you know this is not is not permitted. But I, I don't know what the other option is. I I understand it. I, I get that maybe. I, I don't think I would phrase it this way. But if you want to say that Ogilvy is partly responsible for the the increase in the herd, okay. I mean I'll okay. But but it is what it is. I hate to use that phrase. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm going to go with the cat's already out of the bag. Yeah, or the cat. That's maybe better than. It is and Howard, it is. okay. Is there other ways? There is. You could maybe get three dogs, go up and see Nelson Croft at the shelter, come down with three dogs, get get some long chain, chain them up in that area, and they will chase the deer out of there. And you could go back and, and pick them up and take them and, and bring them back. And they, after a while, the deer will probably figure out that's not the place for them. But I think it's beyond that, Howard. I think this herd has become diseased. I think this herd has become the to the point where it has to be thinned out for not just one or two reasons, for, for, for many reasons. The um, Ogilvy folks say they've talked to the DNR, as I mentioned, also the WVU Extension Service and, quote, other experts. I don't know who they are. Uh, it isn't as if they just sat down and a bunch of uh, – the Wheeling Park Commission made up of just basically average citizens. They didn't sit down and go, let's kill the deer. I mean, they, they base this on – scientific information uh, that it's just the, the population is, is too high. And you know what? Anybody who's been through, you can tell the population is, is growing 
and it's becoming tamer. You don't, it doesn't. You don't have to be from the DNR. Just drive through the park like Nancy and I do all the time and look at how many deer there are everywhere around there. And I agree with with that person on one thing. I, I think in hindsight, again, I don't think they should be punished for it. I think they should learn from it. But I don't think the park did enough. I think the park should have had a ranger down there on standby and said, folks, you're not listening to me. I'm telling you not to do that. And if you do it again, I'm going to have to write you a ticket. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 again, I, I, wouldn't, I will not disagree that the park has now – I don't know if it's in this lawsuit or on the social media comments by some of the folks who are bringing the lawsuit, but the comments have been made that um, you know the park has uh, has intentionally encouraged this because it's a marketing tool for them having all the nice deer around, and having deer at the park is is indeed a you know part of the image of the park. Um, honestly, forget the diseased herd or whatever. I find it to be a little bit dangerous. Nancy and I, again, we go through the park three, four, maybe five times a week. It's just something we do. We drive, you know, we get out, take a drive, uh, and you gotta be careful because the deer are all over the place, walking across the road, jumping across the road. Uh, it's a danger to them and to us, too. And it is, and this isn't a danger, I don't think, but as the bucks get more comfortable coming over, you know, they're going to put their, their rack against somebody's car. They're yeah. going to see a reflection there one of these times, and that's not aggressive towards them. But, again, now you're sitting there thinking, man, it, that buck just did $1,000 damage to my car. Who's going to pay for that? Well, and the answer is nobody. This could be just my perception. Maybe I'm wrong. But it seems to me that the bucks – are more not not aggressive. I don't say aggressive. Comfortable. But more comfortable. That's they, the telltale sign right there, Howard. They used to kind of loom in the background and kind of keep an eye on her. You know. You know what I'm saying? Now they want some of that. And now they just come. You know, kind of wandering out. Also, they, I've never had them come to the. I don't think. I won't say they've come to the car window like some of the deer do. But um, you know, you're right. They're comfortable. It's like let's get up here and see what's going on. I'm sorry. I I I get it. I don't want to kill Bambi either. I don't want to kill Bambi. I don't. But sometimes you got to do certain things, and um, I, I, you know the analogy is not the same. But I didn't want to have to put um, some of the kids' dogs down when they had them, but they were too sick. Going to the vet and saying that's a tough decision to make, but that sometimes, but most I mean, of the time, that's the best you know, decision. You just to make. have to. It, it's, it is. It is part of reality. Anyways, I, but I'm not even sure what the point of the lawsuit is. I, I'm not exactly sure. Well, I, they want to stop them, but I don't know. I, I don't. In my information here, I don't see anything. Did I hear Taylor say there's going to be a hearing on this next Friday? I think I may have heard Taylor say that. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure. The deer hunt is scheduled November 6th through the 8th at the park, uh, and it will be in certain areas, and there will be safety precautions put in place. I'm assuming fencing, uh, signs, alerts. It's not like you'll be wandering through the park on the trail something they'll come an arrow at you. So. And there's all kind of videos like this on YouTube. How do I know that? Well, I watch them sometimes. That's the boring life I, I live. And, you know, when animals become a nuisance or a danger, a health concern, you just can't say, hey, get out of here. It, it doesn't work like that. It's 848. It does until the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, so we'll probably have another week's worth of conversation about this. More people will, will be getting... You know, offering their opinions. And by the way, you can offer your opinion at 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, the free O-Stack auction service text line, or call us. We have some room here, 304-232-8255. We may have room the rest of the morning. I don't know. I have a guest scheduled at 915, and I've been looking forward to this. They came to me. 
is some folks who are working on Banned Books Week. And this is Banned Books Week. And you all know I am really concerned about the number of books that are being banned in libraries and schools and elsewhere. Uh, it's an issue near and dear to my heart. And so when I got an email saying, you know, we have some guests that might want to talk about this on Banned Book Week. Do you want to do it? I said, yes, absolutely. And then for the last month, we kept going back and forth and back and forth. Can you do it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? No, I'm not on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Finally, the last conversation I had was, uh, well, how about 9.15 on Thursday? Okay. Let me know if we're doing it at 9.15 on Thursday. But that's okay. I haven't booked. But I've had no confirmation. I have given them no phone numbers to call. They haven't got up. So I'm kind of guessing we're not going to do a segment on banned books. So we may have the whole show to ourselves, Bob. Or maybe not. I, sometimes I just, again, we talked earlier about, you know, going behind the curtain. I'm just lifting the curtain, letting you know what's what's going on here. We might have a guest on banned books at 915. I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. I'm guessing Bob and I and y'all are going to continue all the way till 10. It is 10 before 9 right now. The Wheeling Nailers Big Six Game Plan. It's a great deal for your entertainment dollars. Starting at just $16 per ticket, the Big Six Game Plan lets you lock in the biggest games and best promotions all season, like opening night with Chainsaw Juggler, Mad Chad, Wizards and Wands, Penguins Night, and more. The best promotions, the best seats, and the best price. The Big Six Game Plan. Get tickets at wheelingnailers.com or call 304-234-GOLD. Save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. From simple paint protection to heavy-duty construction, Polar Plastics Polyfilm has a solution for any project. It can even be used to help seal off drafty windows and save you money on energy costs. An 8x25-foot roll of all-purpose polyfilm is only $8.99 after 11% rebate. Good through October 8th, savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at the Every weeknight at 6 p.m., join the voice of the Mountaineers, Tony Caridi, on The Watchdog. Tony informs and entertains WVU fans with the latest Mountaineer sports news. If it happens in the world of gold and blue, Tony knows about it and shares it with you. Sportsline, weeknights at 6 on The Watchdog. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. On FM, on AM, online on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Pack up all your dishes. Make note of all good wishes. And say goodbye to the landlord for me. But some bitches always bored me. Throw out them L.A. papers and that moldy box of vanilla wafers Adios to all this concrete Gonna get me some dirt road back street Well, already then, who is this? 
I can't get this song out of my head, Howard. Really? Uh, his name is Guy Clark, and I just, for some reason, this is my new favorite song. Really? All right. So, will we hear it again? Is that what you're telling me? I might wear it out. It may, it may Maybe pop, our new thing. It may pop up again. Every once in a while, there's a song that either Bob or I like a lot. For example, the closing theme to All in the Family, which I never heard ever until Bob played it once uh, months ago. And now we, from time to time, play it on the air. And I find myself playing that. Just sitting at home, listening to it, you know. And how did I listen to that by ourselves? Because uh, occasionally uh, we will weep. Yeah, yeah, and and there, and there, that's right. And the, there is some weeping involved whenever you listen to it. It's eight fifty three, seven to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I uh, just got a note from our friends over at Uniglobal High Valley Travel. Both Bill and Jennifer are out of town this week. Jenna's going to be here. We haven't talked to you. Well, Jenna was here a couple weeks ago, though, right? Maybe about a month ago? Yeah, it's been about a month. Yeah, so Jenna will be in to talk about some more of the Christmas trips and other things that are going on. And remember, the travel show for Uniglobe is coming up on October the 18th up at the Highlands Event Center. You want to make a note of that. I will be there. If you see me, say hello. Uh, tell me what trips you're going to be going on. Or text me right now and tell me what trips that uh, you're going to be going on. Listen, if you ever listen to the show and you say to yourself, what did he say? What did he say? What the hell did he just what, say? What did he say? Or you're t- talking to somebody and you go, I swear, I think I heard Slider say blah, 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 blah. Or do you know what Monroe said this morning? Or maybe it's one of our guests and you go, I, I, the mayor was on the, the, this week and I know. I, what did he say? If you ever wonder what did he say, you can listen again by going to the podcast page of watchdognetwork.com. Every day, right after the show, you can usually, unless – Something gets in the way almost every single day by about 10:15. All of the each individual hour of our show is posted up online at watchdognetwork.com, and you can listen to the interviews. It's all each hour, so you can listen to Bob and I talk, and you listen to the Taylor Long news, and you can listen to the interviews that we do, and and so on. I, I used to try to cut everything up. You know, find interesting debates between Bob and I and put them up separately and then pull out the interviews and so on. And a couple of things. Probably the most important thing is the most important thing was it was just, I was getting tired of doing it. Yeah, it's too much. It was just, it was too much. Um, so, and as of yesterday, I, what I've also now done is I have marked each hour of the show with the general theme. So, for example, this morning you will get uh, morning show 10 5 23, hour number one. American Dream. That's what we talked about most last hour. And I'll tell you this right now, Howard Monroe, at uh, 8.55 on a Thursday morning, you're in trouble tomorrow because I have my highlights already. I have oh. two highlights that I know you're. it probably went over your head. You probably thought, oh, okay, that was pretty nice. But I thought two two things that we experienced this week were just outstanding, and I can't wait till tomorrow's wow. highlights. I haven't, st- I haven't stopped to think about it, but let me – I'm thinking about it. Just a couple little gestures that I thought, really? you know what, that, that was really nice. I really? really appreciate that. Great answer, yes. All right. Well, by golly, I can hardly wait to find out. What the, every Friday, Bob and I have the uh, the uh, the highlights of the week where we talk about the various uh, things that we did during the week gone by and pick some of the things that we think are particularly interesting, whether it is um, a highlight, something really, really good. Every once in a while, it's something pretty funny. Every once in a while, it's like, man, did we screw that up? Um, and you all are welcome. We don't get too many people offering their own highlights. You all are welcome to say, oh, boy, I loved it when you talked to the mayor. Yeah, without, without you, we don't have too many highlights. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you, you, can, you can text your highlights into us if you'd like to, 304-214-1600. Coming up today on Statewide Talk Line 1006, 
Uh, West Virginia's Revenue Secretary Dave Hardy will be in to talk about uh, the latest revenue numbers uh, and, and how the tax cuts that were approved by the legislature are impacting our revenue numbers. That'll be on with Hoppy Kirchival today. Al Wright, the President and Chief Executive Officer of WVU Medicine, actually the West Virginia University Health Systems, which is the parent company of WVU Medicine, We'll be talking about a new Medicare supplement insurance program the hospitals themselves are creating. They call it Peak Health uh, that uh, is uh, being created by WVU Medical Systems. We'll talk about that. And across the state of West Virginia, absenteeism in uh, public schools is a real problem. Hoppy will be tackling that. That's all coming up today. Statewide talk line from uh, 10.06 until noon right here on the Watchdog Radio Network. Now, let me go back to the text line. 304-214-1600. This has to, these have to do with the, uh, the deer calling. Deer travel all over. There are hunters with feeders near there. I don't know what that means. Was that the, 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 well, what he's saying is deer come and they go. But I, I, I think in that area right there, I think it's pretty much the same deer. And what he's I saying, so, you know, yeah. you got the park right, right in the middle of residential uh, property. So yeah. people can do, you know, you're only going to get rid of them so much. But I think that area right there is what they're talking about. Uh, so what do they call that? Howard? Where the observatory is? Yeah, I don't know. what that, There's I, an I, athletic I, field. Every, every time I've talked about it, I simply say... Yeah, the field near the old observatory. There, there is a name I'm sure for that field. And I never got. It's the where fe- the dinosaurs are during the Festival of Lights. There it's- you go. And I never got the feeling they want to kill every deer in Ogilvy Park. No, no, they just want to thin them out, especially right there at that athletic field where they all live. They don't go away because people feed them right there. Yeah, I'm not sure how. The, and we will probably before November sixth have. A, the, I'm sure there'll be more public discussion from the Park Commission about the system they're going to use. How are they going to do it? Uh, machine gun, Howard. Machine no, gun. No, what? Who do you think that Sarah Palin's not coming in now? With John her. Dillinger, Howard. <laughs> um, we'll have better, better. But you know, it's it's going to be done safely. It's going to be done controlled. Um, I don't know if they'll do it in that field or if they're going to try to maybe move the, into certain areas. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And also, very quickly off the Frio Stack Ox Service text line, what is that field called? <laughs> Somebody ought to know that. I should know that. What is that? It's that great big field. It's where the dinosaurs are during the uh, Festival of Lights. It's right where the old observatory is, right kind of across from the Stifle, not Stifle, the uh, Schrader Center. Um, it's right as you go down into the cabin area. I know what they're going to call it in two weeks, Howard. That's the deer slaughter field. Oh, Bob, 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 Bob. An Ohio Valley business closing its doors, but does it open up an opportunity? We'll talk about that next hour. Right here. Right here. On the Watchdog Morning Show. If I can just get off of this LA freeway AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News. 